Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, personal development educator and NLP trainer here, and welcome to episode 147 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast intended to offer tips, tools, education, and insight into how we can have better quality lives and relationships. So welcome to today's episode, episode 147, entitled Toxic Relating and Dynamics of Polarity. Um, one of the things that seems to be quite distinct in unhealthy relating dynamics is how much um, the relationship tends to swing in extremes so that we might find that at certain times the person that we're involved with is intensely focused on us and showering us with praise and attention and lavish gifts. And then the next moment, they're completely shut off from us, super cold. Um, And this, amongst other things, these swings in the polarities, for most people, can be very, very confusing. Um, How can someone be so good and yet so bad at the same time? Um, And so we're thrown into this cycle coupled with the very, um, very dramatic swings in um, emotional feelings from feeling intensely passionate and um, um, uh, engaged and excited. And then all of a sudden we're confused, we're baffled, we're fearful, we're guilty. Um, and so again, we're, we're talking about trying to make sense of radical interactional swings and radical um, emotional swings in the relationship. So if we find that there's patterns of radical dynamic that end up leaving us for the most part uh, confused, destabilized, um, on eggshells, then this may be um, some indication that we need to be making some considerations around about long term whether this is still the relationship for us and this can happen in intimate relationships this can happen in workplace relationships this can happen in friendships and of course it can happen in family systems and if it's starting to affect our safety and our sanity then we might need to consider um how do we how do we exit from this dynamic um because sometimes what can happen is people start to uh, try to identify, well, is this person a narcissist? Are they, you know, are they um, a cluster B type personality? Um, you know, meaning do they have antisocial personality disorder or um, is it, um, are they a psychopath or a sociopath or whatever kind of identification we want to give them? Um, and they may or may not be, or they may just exhibit certain traits. Um but I think it's sometimes way more effective to just focus on the behaviours rather than try to identify the individual, um, especially because in some of these dynamics, 
that are underpinned by a person doing everything they can to keep power and control, um, then you can't necessarily trust uh, what you're being told by this person. Um, so, you know, again, if we're talking about um, dynamics of polarity, um, another one that's sometimes a big warning sign is uh, warning signal is if you ask for better treatment or state a boundary, what you get back in response to that is an absolute tirade or some form of punishment. Um, if we're talking about a normal relating dynamic and you ask, you request something of me, then I may or may not like it, I may or may not agree with it, but I will be curious to um, adhere to it, come up with some sort of solution, make something work. I'm not going to hit you with a tirade of agendered logic, um, use previous things that you've shared with me against you, um, say you're being overly sensitive or overly demanding or you're the toxic one just because you're, you know, or becoming indignant and attacking you or withdrawing completely and icing you out for a few days. Um, you know, again, if the reaction seems... Um, way too much for the request, I would be looking again at that as a as a red flag. Um, and so, because sometimes if you make a request for better treatment and that is heard as an attack or a challenge in particular to the other person's control of the situation, then I'm going to do everything in my power to make you feel extremely doubtful and uncomfortable so that you refrain from making future requests. You kind of go, well, I want to say something about this, but it's just going to be chaos if I do. So it's better to just put up with it or, you know, maybe make some justifications for why the person might be doing this. Um, uh, and, and I'll make my own, you know, I'll normalize the behavior. Um, so um, this is where, as I say, that one of the things we can look at is if we're finding in certain relational dynamics these extreme swings, um, you know, one moment the person is highly complimentary and then the next they're really belittling of us. Um, they're, as I said, that, that um, they demand all of our time and then all of a sudden they completely disappear. Um, so this also can sometimes, sometimes it helps to think about ourselves. If we believe we're in partnership, if we're, we believe that we're in a dynamic where we're both equally willing to cooperate and um, um, find compromise for us as a couple, for our friendship, for our workplace, um, and um, the other person has no interest in that. They'll say, again, it, it, if we're talking about the swings, they will say all the right things and end up doing none of them. Um, so again, all of this can be extremely confusing because for, um, uh, it, again, we would not necessarily, we wouldn't behave in such swings. We would find that um, radically inconsistent with our self. And, and so, like I said, what this does is it leaves us sometimes grappling for understanding um, rather than looking at the behaviours. So there's, again, this element of misdirection and distraction in all of this. Because if, if again, my, my attention is to be someone who runs, 
their relationships. I'm, I'm looking for targets rather than companions. I'm looking for opportunities of exploitation in the professional arena or in my personal life. And I've probably been doing that for a long, long time. And my methods have got better over time. My I've got more diversity and I have very little um, um, annoying moments of conscience. Um, I'll just do what it takes to keep control of a situation. I'll do and say whatever I need to to keep the upper hand, so to speak. Um, but of course, I'm never going to let you know that that's what I'm doing. Um, I'm going to argument vehemently that no, that's not what it's about. And if anything, you accuse me of that, you're probably the one who's trying to control everything. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm folding things back on you. Um, and like I said, that there are these experiences of extreme. And because we're moving so much through these um, almost altered states of consciousness, this adds to the confusion, it adds to the intensity. And so this can result in a dynamic where we experience some of our highest highs and also some of our lowest lows. And again, you know, um, and we can be left craving the highs so that it can be very challenging for people to get out of toxic dynamics to go, that person really frightened me, really confused me, really made me feel guilty. And wow, I when they were good, they were so good. And I really miss that, that part of them. And I think um, I, I like um, a book that I would certainly recommend is called Out of the Fog by Dana Morningstar. Um, I think that, yes, that's right, Out of the Fog, uh, Dana Morningstar. Um, I think one of the things that, that um, uh, Dana talks about in that book is this idea that we fall for the persona that they create, that, that part of the cycle of exploitation is, um, you know, if I only dished out bad treatment to you, well, you, you'd get sick of that and walk away. Um, but the, the moments of highs feel even higher because... It's also that element of relief that the poor, the poor treatment stopped. So paradoxically, um, by contrast, we end up feeling that even more. Um, and this can lead to things like trauma bonding, where um, the more intense the cycles, the more the cycles continue, the more um, drawn in we become, the more confused we become, the more disconnected from clarity, the more disconnected from self, because we're constantly trying to go there's something I can do or say to change this person there's something that I can do to stop the erratic treatment um, um, and actually um, and again the ground keeps moving you know what I did on one day got me praise got them settled down I did it on another day and they absolutely flipped out so um, as I say if, if part of keeping control is keeping the other person off balance disconnected from their support mechanism um, buying more and more into um, the illusion that I'm creating and and ideally I want to get to a place where I'm controlling the behaviors we're engaging in but I'm also con what I doing what I can to control your perception of events um, you're not entitled to your own view of things um, you need to see things my way um, so there is a mountain that could be said uh, about this and all the different ways. Like I said, you know, one of the, you know one of the ways we can hook somebody else in is when we intensity and intimacy often get confused. Um, but intimacy 
is the revealing of self over time. It's it's over time we get to know another human being. We get to build our sense of trust with them. We get to see consistency, even in the moments where we reveal an aspect of ourselves that they may not approve of so much or agree with. How do they manage that? Do they manage that with tenderness and safety? Do, as we reveal and build trust over time and build a genuine knowingness of somebody, do we feel safe? Do we feel sane? Um, do we feel valued and appreciated and respected, um, nurtured and cherished in our dynamics? Or over time, am I finding myself more and more confused, more doubtful? Um, I'm having to give away more of myself just to um, keep in this dynamic. Um, I'm intense. I'm needy. I'm, I'm driven by guilt. I'm walking on eggshells. I'm confused. I'm doubtful. I'm starting to make excuses for the, the person to other people, or I'm starting to get isolated either, you know, I'm isolating from other people or I'm being isolated by um, the person I'm in this challenging dynamic with. Um, then, you know, th this can end up in some really painful and problematic um, elements for you. Um, so I, I think that, it's 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 very worthwhile to pursue an understanding of um, what healthy relating versus unhealthy relating looks like. Because if we're talking about healthy relating, that doesn't mean that that isn't problem free or friction free. But we are generally working together towards a solution. We're generally willing to compromise. We're generally willing to hear each other. We're we, we're not um, seeing a request as an attack. We're not jumping all over the other person and dominating them. Um, we're not demanding that um, our will and our perception be taken on board in an uncompromised manner. Um, this is how we're going to do things. It's a genuine collaboration um, that over time we grow together in our relationship rather than I'm fighting tooth and nail just to be treated like a normal human being. Um, and what do I have to do to get normal treatment? Well, probably the thing you have to do is, um, uh, you know, have some deal breakers in mind as to, you know, any relationship that you commit to without some um, permission for self to have an exit um, is, is probably outdated scripted beliefs that you picked up and messages that you picked up in childhood from society or family or somebody. Um, in a normal relationship, yes, we commit, we persist. But in toxic relationships, you know, it, like anything, beliefs need to be nuanced, they need to be contextualized, and as an adult, we need to come back and look at some of our beliefs that are actually making us highly unsafe and highly unstable and, and, and threatening, you know, our health and well-being as, as a human being. You know, um, am I going to lose my entire self to stay in this dynamic um, because of an idea that, you know, I don't give up no matter what. Um, well, you've already given up on yourself if, if that if that's the case. So, and again, each each to their own as to what um, what what our deal breakers would be, what we consider to be um, uh, behaviour that's that's too much to put up with. Um, one of the indicators here, the difference is we can all behave in a moment and react in a moment poorly towards our partner in a way that we really wish we hadn't done. Um, 
and in a healthy relationship, if I, I fall short, I'm going to be contrite, I'm going to be generally regretful, I will own and take responsibility for that without necessarily putting a caveat on it. Well, you know, I am sorry, but in all fairness, you pushed me to that. You know, um, no, um, I'm responsible for my 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 feelings and my my um, the the boundaries that I set. I will take responsibility for that. Um, and here's what I'm going to do. And you'll see the words followed up with ge- a genuine um, genuine action. Um, you know, I'm able to take responsibility, and I'm able to show that I take adult responsibility because my words are backed up with some actual concrete action. Um, so we can all have moments in, in even in healthy relationships that are less than elegant. Um, and that's okay. It's more about how we respond to those lower moments than anything else. But if we find that we are in relational dynamics that, um, we always know that anytime we stick up for ourselves, we're going to get a tirade of, of abuse back, verbal, physical, um, intellectually dominated, um, you have our vulnerabilities and our the things that we're sensitive about ourselves used against us, and we know that's going to happen every time. So dynamics of toxicity tend to be more fixed, um, way more extreme, um, and often more extreme than the actual reality of a situation calls for. Um, so there's the intensity, there's the fixedness of it, and there's an there's an unwillingness to change the dynamic. Um, of course, I'm going to say to you, I'm going to change, but then I'm not going to follow that up with any action. Um, and I'm going to repeatedly do the violation that I swore each time that I wouldn't do. But I've got very good at, at, at knowing exactly what to say to re-trigger your hope, re-trigger your idea of the potential of the relationship and maybe um, poke at your vulnerabilities, talk you back in. Well, maybe you're the one that's not serious enough about this relationship. So you have to be very, very careful when certain, we, you know, we're, we're constantly being prodded to made to feel, um, uh, you know, well, someone who knows how to provoke guilt responses in us, someone knows how to provoke consistently obligation responses and duty responses in us. Um, and that's, that's, that's not a loving dynamic. Um, and, and again, uh, this is the thing that can be very confusing and problematic is when these people uh, are on show and good, they're, they're really, really good. And I, I think, um, like I said, as as um, as mentioned in the book Out of the Fog, um, they are very good. We, we fall for that good side of We fall for that persona. But a lot of it is not genuine. It, it's a manufactured image. Um, it's not going to be that consistent um, it's part of a, um, a cycle of presentation so that even if there's the good, we always know that the challenging side is coming again. Um, so that's why, again, it becomes important that, um, that we're best to look consistently. What behaviours am I getting the bulk of the time consistently over time? And are they the kind of behaviours? Um, and is this the kind of treatment that I really want over time? And am I finding that this relationship is making me stronger or am I actually finding I'm feeling like I'm losing myself, I'm becoming weaker, more doubtful, more confused, more guilt-driven, uh, more fragile as time goes by? Um, that isn't love. Um, so there's plenty more that we could say, um, absolutely, but we might leave that leave that uh, there. Um, but as I say, uh, take note of 
um, real radical swings in a relationship and 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 you know if you can get to really bank on the cycles that they are very very consistent and fixed then probably we need to be really um, getting some education and making some choices about what we want to do going forward about staying in that dynamic and and each to their own around that around that choice but I think when we're when the more education we can get the more of a clear adult choice we can make um, to improve our lives going forward and surround ourselves with the kind of people um, who treat us well um, and who display um, for us genuine love. Um, so there's uh, episode 147 for you. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. Um, as always, um, for, for those who've been following along with the show for a long period of time or right the way through, my profoundest gratitude. Thank you, as always. Um, if you've just joined us, welcome. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, if you wish to continue to support the show, um, I'd very much like you to go to uh, iTunes, download, subscribe, and leave a five-star review as it makes it easier for others to find. Um, and also, the show is available on other podcast mediums, Stitcher, Podbean, elsewhere, and also at the website, emergencetraining.com. So um, until we were with each other on another episode, thank you so much. Wish you all the best in, uh, in, in having all the joy and love in life that you deserve. And um, we'll be with you again on another episode. Till then, bye for now.